Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Higher Consciousness. This episode is simply titled Emotion, and I want to discuss the harms of emotional suppression and why it can be so soulful and freeing to express our emotions without holding them back. And I want to start by painting a scenario in your mind, a very simple one. So imagine that there's a young child at an ice cream store. They're maybe like, you know, five, six, seven years old. And one of their parents got them a vanilla cone. And the little kid's just standing there enjoying it. And he's distracted for a moment and drops it on the floor. And immediately starts crying, right? Because in that moment for that young child, that was devastating. He was just in one moment enjoying the ice cream and then the next it's been ruined. It's on the floor and he starts crying immediately. And as an adult, when we're observing that, like it's not a big deal. We can just tell the shop owner, you know, ask for another one and it'll all be okay. But that doesn't matter for the kid. In that moment, it was devastating. So he, he cried on the spot. And isn't it wild to think that in our 20s and 30s and 40s and beyond, we can experience something a thousand times more devastating than a dropped ice cream cone, and yet we don't cry on the spot. Isn't that interesting? It's like what happened in our conditioning, whether it was in school or just in our culture or society, where we don't do that, right? There's like a phase where we like outgrow feeling that in the moment. And I think that's quite sad. I think there's beauty in being able to cry from a dropped ice cream cone. And once again, like we experience things from a relative perspective that are far worse than that. And we don't cry in the moment. We like wait, you know, we, we kind of delay maybe the expression of those emotions or we suppress them entirely. And it's, uh, I just, you know, I just finished meditating and I had a lot of old memories pop in my head. And there was one where I was walking with one of my best friends in Puerto Rico, which is where he, he lives. And uh, I noticed with him that when he, whenever he became angry or upset, he let it out instantly. And I was so envious of that. I was like, how do you do that? That's really cool, you know? And for him, it was so natural. I guess for me, uh, you know, earlier in my life, if I were to feel or something would, you know, induce anger in me, I would delay it. You know, I wouldn't let myself feel the full extent of that anger or frustration or being upset till later on. And this could be weeks later. I could be at the gym and then now finally, what I thought is like a safe space, I can let these emotions out. But, in, but then seeing my friend just in that moment, like rage, I truly felt envious. And I was like to him, can you imagine what it would take to delay what you're feeling or to just suppress it entirely? And he couldn't fathom it because it was so natural for him. And I just thought like the amount of sugar it would take or alcohol or hours of television or whatever form of suppression you want to use, it's a lot of energy that it would take to suppress it, right? And that's why I believe when we suppress our emotions, it's a low vibrational state we become more egoic, right? And I mean, you can experiment. The next time you catch yourself suppressing your emotions, just look in the mirror. I feel like I look kind of like just off, 
you know, I feel like I'm just not uh, as expressive, obviously, but I just feel weird and I look weird. And then I can look in the mirror after having a good cry or letting out these emotions of frustration or rage or whatever. And I look again at my face and it's like glowing. There's like a shine in my eyes. And I'm like, wow, that's, um, I feel very soulful right now. And I've noticed in my journey that there are times where I'm tempted to suppress what I'm feeling. And if I, you know, overcome those temptations and then I let out all those tears or those emotions, then the feeling of wanting to suppress or to use these ways to suppress what I'm feeling immediately goes away. Like after having a really soulful cry, I highly doubt uh, anyone would want to reach in for anything that's, you know, like a vice to suppress what they're feeling because you let it out. Right. I think we just find ways to unconsciously suppress or delay what we're feeling. And I would say before it would take, you know, you know, days or weeks to fully let out what I am feeling. Now that delay is like five, ten minutes, you know, but I, I'm still envious of my friend who can do that in an instant. And it's like that kid, you know, like dropping the ice cream cone. I hope to be like that, you know, and in small moments, I am. It's not always. I'm just saying in general, I still feel a slight delay. And I'm realizing that that delay is me trying to understand my emotions before actually feeling them because I'm having the experience and I think I can like out logic the emotions. And I'm realizing that to intellectualize the process and to try to understand it is a form of suppression. There's nothing wrong with understanding what we experience in our behaviors and our patterns. But in the moment, sometimes it's best to just feel, right? And I'm sure we can look at our own lives or the lives of others and we see devastating things happening to people and yet they're not crying, right? But then a kid will cry over an ice cream cone. And that's, I think, a lot healthier than how most people live. And I'm saying this with confidence that I'm pretty sure... Uh, I'm not saying the only factor or even the main one. I'm saying one factor that contributes to the obesity epidemic in the world and these addictions to, say, painkillers or drugs, including alcohol, marijuana, um, addictions to sugar, whatever. One factor is emotional suppression, right? And for some reason, a conditioning happened in, in the lives of many people where it's more natural to turn to some form of suppression than it is to just let out our emotions, right? And I think, you know, maybe part of that's like embarrassment, right? We feel weird. We feel like we're being immature if we just, you know, feel so much at once. But I don't think that's an immaturity, right? And then there is this whole dynamic of like toxic masculinity, right? Like men shouldn't cry. And I'll make the point that you know, there, there's confidence in being vulnerable, right? If I see a grown man crying over an experience versus a man just binging alcohol and smoking a bunch of cigarettes, yeah, the, the latter is that like toxic masculine way of suppressing emotions, but that to me is silly. I look at the former person with awe. I'm like, that's, that's how we're supposed to live. And anyone who would judge me for crying or for feeling so much, I would just give compassion in return. Because for that person to be judgmental of others for crying or expressing their emotions mean that, means that they probably don't let themselves feel much of anything. And that's really sad, right? We don't have to judge or condemn people like that. We just give love and compassion and hope that they find what they need 
to let out their emotions. And I'm so happy with this journey because like I said, I've gone from like a delay of like days or weeks to just five, 10 minutes at most when I'm feeling something like really devastating or intense. And we have to ask ourselves like, what happened? At what point did we stop being that way? At what point did we unconsciously learn to suppress what we're feeling? And what is stopping us from being more expressive of our emotions? And I'm finding that, I don't know, like life's just become more marvelous and, and beautiful the more I don't hide what I'm feeling. I say things directly like, I'm not happy with this experience. I'm not happy being in this city right now. I want to do this. I'll, I'm just like a kid. <laughs> like, I'm just so honest. And I'm noticing that, like, for the most part, it's, it's as if the universe responds so positively to that. And if I do encounter someone who reacts negatively to what I'm expressing, once again, it's not nothing to do with me. It's how they relate to themselves. And like, like I said, with my friend who can just rage in the moment, I had zero judgments. I was literally just like envious. I'm like, I want to do that too. <laughs> um, but I can imagine someone being judgmental of that. And it's because I'm, I just have to guess, right? They're just not allowing themselves to feel in that way. And it is really sad, right? And I'll see it in so many videos online, and it's especially in like like a young boy, right? It's like boys shouldn't cry, men shouldn't cry. Like that's so that's such nonsense to me. It truly is. Like please cry, let out what you're feeling in that moment. And then back to this kid with the ice cream cone, right? And he's, he's devastated, he's crying, and maybe he gets another one. And then like a minute later, he's like giggling because some like dog is there like and he's petting it, right? It's so, it's so fluid. There's not much of a lingering or like a rumination or an analysis. He's just like in the moment crying from the ice cream. And now he's laughing at this dog, right? And that's how I think we're meant to be, you know, to just feel all of that. And I just believe only positive things can come from expressing your emotions like for example say someone's at work and their boss is berating them and making them feel like garbage and they begin begin tearing up and literally crying like in the office and they feel so awful i think some people there will com comfort them and maybe others will judge them or condemn them but that's all just helping you to understand others and to not be afraid to just be you and maybe while in that moment of crying from feeling so awful at work, you will realize, wait, maybe I don't need to be here anymore. Because it's, if you just keep suppressing, you might stay in that job for years. But if you just let yourself truly feel that one day of, of devastation, that might be what you need to trigger you to change your life. Because it's like, why? Like, why am I dealing with this? Why am I um, like tolerating this abuse? You know, and it's, it can really wake you up. And that's how I see it. It's like if I'm expressing my emotions in the most honest and fulfilling and just open and freeing way and people respond negatively to that is just telling me once again, you know, give them compassion for where they're at in their life and to assess where I'm at, like physically, where am I like living, standing, existing? Maybe I need to change something or whom I'm interacting with. And it's not always easy, but I do believe expressing one's emotions do make these experiences a lot easier to, you know, to decide what to do next. And to tie back to what I'm saying in that, like, I really believe that to, 
to just use too much of the that intellect and the understanding and the analysis and the dissecting delays the process of feeling what you're feeling. Like go ahead and like assess maybe after, <laughs> but like in the moment, feel, cry, scream, whatever. And I'm finding that obviously there's a point in like the spiritual path where you're so much more even, right? Like these things wouldn't kind of sway you one way or the other. But I believe to get to that stage, you still need to go through the process of feeling it all, right? And being aware that you're feeling it all. And then over time, you know, it's, it, it changes, right? I really believe that in general, like the prophets and the saints and the yogis, they were, they were pretty joyful, like most of the time. But I don't doubt that they felt sadness or frustration or heartbreak or whatever. But in general, they were, you know, pretty blissful. And I'm noticing that where I'm at, just with the more meditation, that in general, I am more blissful. In general, I am quite calm, but I still have my experiences and my moments. And because I'm becoming more like a kid, that I do cry in the moment, that I am so honest about what I'm feeling because I no longer care as much of what people think of me. I think that was the biggest, like, I guess, trigger for suppression is like, how am I being viewed as weak, as emotional, as like a baby, right? Like all these things. And it's like, I don't really care if people think that of me because I know that that's just telling me that they need love and compassion and, and patience. And I just don't care anymore. Like I'm feeling what I'm feeling. And I want to be like that kid with the ice cream cone that dropped. And then the next moment I see a husky having a tantrum and it makes me laugh. Like that's, that's a beautiful way of living. And I really hope for you listening, maybe there is some suppression happening in your life. And if you let that, if you end that suppression and let yourself feel, maybe you're going to make a huge change in your life. Maybe what you're studying or where you're working or who you surround yourself with or your habits or whatever. But I'm finding that the more I cry and let out what I'm feeling, the more my life's become more soulful and beautiful and fulfilling. And I like what's happening. And I like this, this, where this path is taking me. And I think, too, to understand our own suppression, we can look at other people with far more compassion than before and just observe the world around you. There's a lot of, you know, horror and terror happening in the world. And a lot of that is, you know, egoism, right? Like too much being in the ego. And I'm saying that once again, like to suppress our emotions is an egoic thing. But then to express them fully, especially while being aware of it, is very soulful. And I'm finding that the more soulful I am, the more life seems to just be more, you know, free-flowing and easygoing. And I think another stage of this process is to forgive ourselves for our past, um, you know, moments of suppression. And like I said, I remember times in medical school where, you know, a doctor was berating me and being so mean and I didn't understand, like, why? Like, why, are, why, why is someone this awful to another human being? But in that moment, I had to hold my tongue, right? We had to remain professional, and this person's grading me, and I don't want to talk back. And then I would go to the gym and just, like, rage it out. And I'm thinking now, like, maybe it wouldn't have been so bad to just feel all of that in that moment and to tell that doctor, like, hey, the way you're speaking to me is, is hurting my heart right now. Like it's actually hurting. Please don't talk to me that way. And actually towards the end of med school, I did have an experience like that where I did talk to a doctor like that and nothing bad happened. 
I directly told her, like, you can't talk to me that way. That's not nice. And she was taken aback by how blunt I was. And then she was just like, that's a perfectly appropriate way to talk to someone. <laughs> I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> and nothing bad happened. I wasn't like reported, nothing. It just taught me like, hey, that was, that was very polite, obviously. But I was so honest. And then I didn't have to rage later at the gym or by sprinting. I just, I let it out in that moment. I'm like, hey, like that hurt to, for you to talk to me that way. And yeah, maybe if I said that to like, some like surgeon or someone else that would have ended in a bad way. I don't know, but all I know is that it was, it felt good when I did that. And that was like in my fourth year, I just kind of stopped caring. <laughs> and I knew that the path I was on of healing was so wonderful that I, I was choosing my, my mental health over anything while being polite and respectful, which is very honest. I was like a kid, I'm like, hey, you're being like mean, like, please don't talk to me like that. <laughs> and she was pretty shocked that I just said that. But like I said, nothing bad happened. Like, I don't think anyone knew. Like, it just, it ended, you know, in that moment. But like, once once again, the main benefit of that was I didn't like delay the emotions. I just felt it. And uh, that's where I'm at now, you know? And it's like, delay is getting, I know I'm usually feeling what I feel pretty instantly, but sometimes like the big, big stuff where I still have this habit of like, let me just ground myself and assess and logic and like, no, let me just freaking feel for a moment and then see what comes after. Um, and there's beauty in that, you know, and I think we have so many fears, right? It's like we have to ask, where did this conditioning come from? Was it our parents, a teacher, friends? Something might have happened in our lives where we learned like it's not okay or it's bad, or bad things will happen if I'm honest with my emotions. And when we figure out what that was and what it is, we can then begin the unlearning process. Because I, I do think one huge component of the spiritual path is an unlearning, right? We must unlearn these attachments and the, the identification with the ego and be more with our soul and be more like a kid. And there's, once again, there's so much beauty in living that way. And it's so freeing. And in the beginning, when I started to be more honest with what I was feeling, it was difficult. I could feel my heart racing, like all this energy just surfacing, which I realize now was probably some, you know, trauma, some things that I, I've suppressed that need to be released now. And the universe was like gentle with me and all these opportunities to be honest with what I was feeling. So in the beginning, when I was trying it, it wasn't easy. Like with that doctor, like it was, it felt intense, you know, in that moment. Um, but then it quickly passed. And now I don't feel that same intensity. I just kind of don't care. I'm very, I'm so honest with my emotions with people. And I, I don't feel any kind of uh, tension or like PTSD kind of like feeling or this old, it's like I cleared a lot of that. Maybe I still have more to clear. But now in general, it's just so easy and free flowing. And for anyone listening and you're hearing this and you're like, no, like we're not supposed to be that way. We should, you know, be mature and all. I, I feel you. I, I get what you're saying. But just, you know, try it. <laughs> See how you feel. Let out those emotions. Cry or rage or be upset or be frustrated. And you'll notice that I'm not saying like everything will react positively to you. It's just more that you are being soulful. And then through that, changes will happen around you. Right. Because say that person at work who begins tearing up or feeling upset about their boss berating them 
now the boss doubles down and calls them like weak and all that but that's like a beautiful signal like holy crap like like i'm crying from this moment of this person bullying me and treating me horribly and they're doubling down on their abuse i need to get out of here versus the boss berates you you run to the vending machine and binge a bunch of snacks and now you're totally full because what you're doing in that moment you're switching your awareness from these emotions that are trying to surface to being full and binge eating right that's all you're doing taking the awareness okay these emotions of frustration and being upset and sadness are arising that's too scary i'm going to switch my awareness to food and then you do and now you're still at work because you didn't let yourself feel what you're feeling and that can go on for months or years so i feel sorry for people who are still in that you know and i uh i hope you find what you need and just try it you know in small little spurts and samples of what happens when you're more honest with your emotions some people react really positively to it and some react negatively but it has nothing to do with you right you are being honest and soulful with your emotions and the way other people react to it is just them right and if someone's reacting horribly or negatively to what you're feeling then you have to assess later on what to do about that confront them talk it out step away change something right set boundaries um but that's to me all positive things right even someone reacting negatively to you is an overall positive thing because it tells you what to do moving forward and then it becomes such a healthy habit and way of living to just always be honest with what you're feeling and then you'll see that this is how i should live it's navigating my life it's telling me where to go what to do how to live who to surround myself with how much solitude you know someone needs and these are all wonderful positive benefits and it all starts from dropping an ice cream cone and crying <laughs> and you go from there you know and it's uh i re- like once again i really think you become more like a kid on the path like i'm kind of laughing now with that memory like, i literally told my attending to her face hey like you're being really mean to me i don't appreciate being spoken to like that that hurts <laughs> like i was so honest i was like literally like a kid in that moment and that was beautiful right and i didn't do that much in my third year i was nope i was like very stoic and just oh this is just the way they are but yeah that's fine that that's the way they are but i was still feeling things that are not letting myself feel these things and I have to be honest too like all that rage in the gym and sprinting I could have hurt myself like there were times I overdid it you know and I I got close to injuring myself or I did injure like you know I pulled something and like to rage at the gym isn't always a good thing uh, depending on the workout and I'm finding now that since so much of that rage has been cleared uh my my workouts are you know less way slower better form right and uh, i don't need to utilize all that suppressed anger for my workouts when at one point i did and i'm finding that when i have the slower more precise you know easier form that the muscle mass is still developing you could even argue even faster than with the rage lifting cuz it's the proper way um but everyone's different you know i've i've spoken with some people who say that that's not easy for them to like bring out that anger in the gym it's too foreign for them 
And I guess in the same way that my friend can rage in Puerto Rico in the moment, for me to choose the gym for my way of release was as natural for me as it is for him to do what he does. So I don't know what to say for that because I'm being very honest, like it was very just like natural for me to, okay, I can just feel subconsciously I'm upset about something. I'm going to the gym. And sometimes the gym would be like the trigger I need. Like I've had workouts where I'm like tearing up in the middle of the workout. And it's what I needed. I don't know what that's that physical stimulation or I just feel so safe in that environment to just let it out, right? The sadness, the anger, the frustration. And that's something that's been so eye-opening for me. It's like I can understand people. Like I understand that that person's mean or being vicious. But even with that understanding, I'm still feeling everything. Right. And it's been teaching me that I can't just like out understand my emotions. Right. It's like, no, that event happened. I totally understand where that person's coming from. And yet I'm still feeling all these emotions. And that's the balance that I think I've been seeking for a long time. Right. And I'm not trying to out logic it out. I'm just understanding and feeling both together. And that's been happening all the time. And I like living this way. And I've had those moments of turning to vice or whatever, eating a lot of sugar or whatever to suppress what I feel. And that like never happens. I'm not afraid to feel. And I'm especially not afraid to tell people how I'm feeling or to tell someone directly that their words or their actions cause me harm. Because it's almost like, I don't mean to say like we should test people but in a way, it is a test because if I'm speaking with a loved one about my emotions and about the way they've, you know, what they did caused me to feel so much pain and they react poorly to me being so open, a part of that is their own guilt, I'm sure. Like they don't want to be reminded of what they've done because I feel like most people don't want to accept that they've hurt someone they loved, right? And like I'm not, once again, I'm not saying it's a test, but it can help you to decide what to do next. Right. I don't want to like, oh, I'm going to be expressing my emotions to this person as a test to see how they react. And I can know. No, no, it's all natural. Right. And I'm being myself. And if me being fully expressive of my emotions causes this person to react negatively without judgment, without condemning them. Right. Just be compassionate and patient and then assess later like what to do Because personally, I can't be friends with people who don't allow me to express my emotions in the most honest and freeing way. So like I said, in a way it is a test. I just really don't want to see friendships and relationships as like, when I need to test this person, you know, but in a general sense, it is sort of a test of like the longevity of this relationship or does something need to be shifted or does a conversation need to happen? Do more boundaries need to be set? Um, but that's the beauty of solitude, right? You can see how you feel on your own without anybody. And then you can then be with loved ones and see, can I still feel that same level of freedom with my emotions? And if you can't, well, then I, I think some change needs to happen. And it can be internal, external, both. Um, but it's a truly terrible way to live, to just constantly suppress one's emotions. And now when I see the state of the world with how much you know people are addicted to sugar and food and drugs and entertainment and social media i just can't help but see all that emotional suppression that's likely alongside those behaviors 
And we must give compassion to ourselves and to other people who are suppressing their emotions, right? And I'm finding that when we're just so open with our heart and so loving of others exactly as they are, that can be the exact trigger they need to just unload what they're feeling and just cry and cry and let it out and feel upset. Um, I really truly believe that when we suppress our emotions, we disturb the natural course of our life and our actions because to feel all of that will tell us where we need to go and who we need to surround ourselves with and maybe the type of spiritual practice we need to have, right, with meditation or mindfulness or yoga or whatever. So for me, it's like, you know, to free myself from this depression has just vastly increased my level of consciousness, right? Which is being more aware of my soul as it's interfacing with the ego, right? And less being so caught up in the ego and the self-judgments and the worrying what people think and all that. And it's just all these like, you know, fears in the mind that aren't really there. Um, so for those of you listening, if you see that suppression in your life or in the lives of others, you know, I, I hope you become aware of it. And I hope you find that freedom in allowing yourself to feel and to cry and to scream and to be upset and to know that in general, once we do let ourselves feel so freely, there is this, you know, calmness that then enters the spirit and you do feel more calm in general and even, and there's just more of this like baseline joy. I will, I will not deny that. You're not going to just be like raging every day for like, you know, months. I mean, maybe a lot of depression, but in general, you'll notice that with time, yeah, there is this like equanimity, you know, just this evenness. And as one of the monks I spoke with said, he's like, you know, the soul is very even, right? And I agree, you know, and it's, it's blissful and calm and joyful. Um, but to, I think, access this in a more steady state, we first must let out this energy within. And when it's suppressed and it's contained, it lowers our consciousness strictly for the simple fact that it captures our awareness and puts it into the ego, into the physical body, right? And then once we allow it to release, now our awareness is back more on our soul and our spirit and life becomes more playful and joyful as always. So that's my main message for this episode is let yourself feel without remorse, without judgment, without criticism, without fear, and watch your life transform for the better.